churches reporting membership and attendance numbers with integrity or are they cooking the books and have churches become lax in who they allow to join the church we'll talk about this issue and take your questions about other spiritual matters today is theology day this is jerry johnson live from criswell college join us as we look at today's news from the christian worldview for christ and culture mr gorbachev tear down this wall that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now here are today's hosts, Denny Burke and Mark Overstreet. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. This is Denny Burke sitting in the captain's chair for Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson is going to be joining us in a little bit to talk about our topic for today. And right now I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Mark Overstreet. Good to see you, Mark. Good to be here, and uh, glad to be here with you today. (laughs) Thanks. Well, today is Theology Day on Jerry Johnson Live, and we're going to be talking about inflated church membership roles and integrity in church membership. Just last week, there was a major story in the Washington Post by Amy Green, and uh, in her story, she made some astounding claims, and she interviewed, in fact, a Southern Baptist pastor from Florida. I'm going to quote to you from the article. She says this, She said the Southern Baptist Convention, with 16.3 million members on the books, claims to be the nation's largest Protestant denomination. But the Reverend Thomas Askell believes the active membership is really a fraction of that. Askell, pastor of 230-member Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida, points to a church report showing that only 6 million Southern Baptists attend church on an average Sunday. This is Dr. Askell. He says this, The reality is the FBI couldn't find half of those if they had to. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Askell about this issue of integrity and church membership. How many people are actually a member of your church? We're going to be looking at it from the angle of the Southern Baptist Convention and talking about, you know, of the people who are showing up, are they members? And the people who aren't showing up, are they members? We have Dr. Askell on the line, but we want to hear from you as well. So if you have a question or a comment, please give us a call at 1-800-881-9270, 1-800-881-9270. Mark Overstreet is in the studio with me, and he's going to introduce our guest who is waiting on the line, Mark. Well, thanks, Denny. Uh, we've got uh, Dr. Askell on the line, and uh, some of the listeners may be saying, well, uh, Tom Askell, who is this? Well, first of all, uh, for you Aggies out in the listening audience, uh, he is an A&M graduate from 1979. He earned his uh, bachelor's degree 
there and uh, moved to Fort Worth where he earned his Master's of Divinity degree and then finally a, a Doctor of Philosophy degree from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. From there, uh, he went and served as pastor and has been pastoring for 21 years at Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. And uh, he's calling us uh, from there today in Florida. Uh, Tom also serves as executive director of Founders Ministry, an organization committed to reformation and revival in local churches uh, within the Southern Baptist Convention. Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mark. It's good to talk to you again, and also, Denny, I appreciate this invitation. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, you know, we just quoted from the Washington Post article in which you were interviewed, uh, but I didn't get through the whole thing, and a lot of our listeners don't know that you've actually proposed a resolution to come before the Southern Baptist Convention uh, this summer in just a couple of weeks. Is that correct? That's correct. I uh, have a resolution that's basically the same one that I submitted last year on this issue, and it's, um, in essence, just calling upon the convention to acknowledge that our statistics are inaccurate, they're deceptive, and that we need to show integrity in how we report our statistics, and we also need to encourage churches to reexamine the way that we do membership that our membership needs to be taken much more seriously than what we've been doing on average. Now, I read the re- resolution. I have it here in front of me, and it's it's available at your blog. And at your blog address, that's uh, founders.org.org, yes. is that's that correct? Right. Founders.org slash blog, if you want to go right to the blog. And certainly you can find it on the main page of founders.org. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to see this resolution in, in full, any of the listeners that want to see that, you can go to founders.org and read it. But in that uh, resolution, you have, uh, I'll just quote a little bit from it, you say that whereas the 2006 Southern Baptist Convention annual church profiles indicate that there are 16 million members in Southern Baptist churches, and whereas those same profiles indicate that only 6 million of those members attend a primary worship service of their church in a typical week. Um, are, are those figures correct? Is there really a 10,000, I mean a 10 million member difference between the people who are on the rolls and who are actually showing up? Well, that's what's reported, and uh, those profiles, of course, are subject to um, mistakes here and there, and uh, some variable, but you can be sure that in the main, yeah, this is a pretty accurate statistical analysis. And to underscore just how grave the problem is, that six million figure is determined on the basis of attendance at the main worship service of the week of a church. So we're not talking about coming to uh, a morning and evening service or a midweek prayer time or some other kind of discipleship gathering. This is just showing up once a week. And that's, on average, how many will show up at the main worship service of a typical Southern Baptist church or of all the churches gathered together. And when you think about the number of children who are not members, the number of visitors and guests that we have, those six million are not all members. And so the the statistics actually indicate that the situation is far worse than just 10 million of our members not showing up. So of the six million, then, you can expect that some of the six million are actually superficially associated with the church if they're only coming once a week. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, that's the standard that's being used. uh, Most of the uh, research that I have seen done on other services, for example, discipleship gatherings or prayer gatherings uh, or uh, Sunday evening gatherings like that, the numbers drop down drastically from that, way less than half and sometimes as low as 20% 
of that typical um, primary worship service attendance. So you may say about three million and some change of people who are actually vitally connected and involved in the church. Yeah, I think that would be a pretty safe estimate. Okay. Now, you know, for the listeners, I mean, they may be thinking, well, why why are you caring about all these numbers? Is is this really just about statistics and accuracy and reporting? Uh, what's at the bottom of your concern here? Well, my my real concern is the gospel and the witness of the church of Jesus Christ and local churches to that gospel to our lost and dying world. The church ought to be, a local church ought to be a gathering of disciples of Jesus that live together in such a way that collectively they have an evangelistic impact on their community in the broader world because of the way we live, because of the way we treat each other. As Jesus said, they'll know we're his disciples if we love one another the way he's loved us. Well, you can't love each other if you don't care enough to be together worshiping and fulfilling commitments that we have made when we profess to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So my real concern is that we are misrepresenting, we are, we are actually lying about the gospel whenever we do church the way that it is typically done today. We're saying to the world, you can be a Christian, you can be born again by God's Spirit, you can become a disciple of Jesus Christ, and really it makes no difference in your life. You can live the way that people who have never even heard the name of Christ will go on living. So how are... How are how are we saying that? How are Southern Baptists saying that just in these numbers? Well, by having the overwhelming majority of our members not having enough spiritual interest or uh, energy to even show up once a week to a, a gathering of the church to which they belong. I mean, something is desperately wrong. Now, obviously, you've got within there shut-ins, you've got military, you've got people in unusual circumstances, but that, those are exceptions. Those don't account for the overwhelming number of the millions who just don't show up, and yet they consider themselves to be good Southern Baptists. Now, I notice your, your resolution is not directed towards the, the 10 million that are unaccounted for. Um, your resolution is directed towards the Southern Baptists who are there. In fact, the the leaders, pastors, church leaders. Uh, and I see you've, you've got the word repent twice in this resolution. You say this, uh, resolved that we urge the churches of the Southern Baptist Convention to repent of widespread failure among us to obey Jesus in the practice of lovingly correcting wayward members. You say, Resolve to urge Southern Baptists to repent of our failure to maintain responsible church membership. Um, why are you, are you thinking that Southern Baptists are in sin on this? Yes, I am. I believe that a local church that allows a majority of its members to stay members in good standing, they have as much vote and when they show up at a business meeting as the people who have been there week in and week out, who've been giving and serving faithfully, when a church allows that condition to exist, that church is sinning against Jesus Christ, is sinning against the, the body of Christ and those who are professed members who may well be lost. They may be good church members but never have been born of God's Spirit. And we sin against them if we do not lovingly confront them and try to call them to faithfulness in following Christ. Plus, as I said earlier, we're sinning against the world because we're communicating a false message about the nature and power of the gospel of Jesus. 
We're talking to Dr. Tom Askell, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. We want to hear from you on this. If you have a question or a comment, please call in. It's 1-800-881-9270. That's 1-800-881-9270. If you have a question or comment on integrity in church membership, and uh, Dr. Askell, I just want to follow up on this. So you're saying that all these churches that have, you know, a lot more members than they do people who actually show up and are vitally connected to the church. Are you saying that these people just need to kick off, you know, kick people out of the church or just take them off of the rolls? Or what are, what are you saying? No, I'm saying that they, the church needs to admit the failure in not maintaining a responsible church membership, not lovingly uh, encouraging discipleship amongst its members. And as the church repents of this, then the fruit of that repentance will be, let's go find them. Let's go after these. And what they're going to discover in, in most, or many at least, typical Southern churches, is some of the folks on the roll are dead. Some of them may have gone and joined other churches. They may have left the Christian faith altogether. But many of them will be living with, within their community and have just checked out of any kind of vital discipleship. And they've just decided... They can love Jesus or they can be okay with God and completely neglect God's word and not take up their cross and follow the Lord Jesus. It's those people who need to be taught what the gospel truly is. Hey, Tom, this is, uh, this is Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is, um, I think, really turning out to be a great discussion. Denny mentioned just a few minutes ago uh, the word repent, and uh, I think... Uh, when I'm looking at this resolution, I know that resolution calls uh, for action among the messengers of the Southern Baptist Convention, and I'm looking at this language, uh, and you actually cite Matthew 18:15 through 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use the language of repentance and failure, and um, Denny mentioned earlier that you're looking to pastors and church leaders and denominational servants, uh, but at the very end, you say, you know, we need to resolve that we commit to prayer. Um, Can you give us, uh, after the break, when we come back, can you give to us an idea, a theology of what would help other pastors who may be listening or members who have never thought about this issue, what can they do this Sunday? How can they begin to think tonight about membership and about their involvement in the local church setting and what that means for us as a church. If you could do that when we come back, I think it would be very useful for those driving home today. All right. Once again, we're on the line with Dr. Tom Askell talking about integrity in church membership, and we will be back with him right after the break. our families with work, divorce, and distractions away from God's plan. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. But we're taking them back. June is taking back the family month. And with that, join us for a special town hall meeting Wednesday, June 6th. Live from Lamar Baptist Church in Arlington, we review the problems, but we'll give you the answers you can use from the creator of the family. God must come first. 
a panel of experts, and input from you. And it's going to take hard work to produce fruit in your family, but it'll be worth every sacrifice and every effort. Taking Back the Family, a town hall meeting June 6th, 5 to 7 p.m. You don't have to kill yourself and sacrifice your marriage and sacrifice your family to have a great home. On CRN, the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here are today's hosts, Denny Burke and Mark Overstreet. This is Denny Burke in the studio with Mark Overstreet. We're on the line right now with Dr. Tom Askell of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. We're talking about integrity and church membership. What does that mean? Why is it important? Uh, We have callers on the line already, and we want to hear from you. If you want to talk about this, call us at 1-800-881-9270. 1-800-881-9270. And if it's busy, just try back again, and we'll make our way through it. But when we left uh, before the break, Dr. Askell was about to a- answer a question from Mark. Dr. Askell? Yes, uh, the question is, what can a, a regular church member do who hears this and is concerned about it? Well, first of all, every member of a local church ought to take seriously the responsibilities that we bear to live together in love and faithfulness, to encourage and serve one another in the body of Christ. So I would say to any church member, if you've been flagging in that, if, if you've been kind of running low, then take this as a wake-up call and realize Jesus calls you to live with brothers and sisters together in a local church. The Christian life is a community project, and you need the church, and the church needs you to be everything that Christ has called it to be. And secondly, I would say, go to your pastor or your leaders and just uh, explain to them your growing concern about this or raise the questions with them that you heard this on the radio and you just want to know more about it and ask about the condition of the church. How many members do we have? And what is our average attendance in our Lord's Day gatherings? And just begin to analyze it. Here's a simple little formula to use. If you write down the number of people who typically come on a Sunday morning or whatever your main worship service is to your church, then write down the number of those who are on the church rolls as coveted members. And if the number on the rolls is greater than the number who attend, you've got probably some very serious problems in your church. Mm. Because what I said a while ago, those who attend on our regular services are not only members, but they're also children and relatives and visitors, guests that we invite. Our membership ought to be considerably less than our attendance because of that. And if that's not the case, then you're, you're moving toward or you may be already in a very spiritually unhealthy situation in your church. We're talking to Dr. Tom Askell, the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. And uh, Dr. Askell, we've got callers on the line, and we okay. want to go to those. Uh, the first caller is Kyle from Colleyville. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, my question to you, uh, Pastor, is that uh, being a Sunday school director in the children's ministry, I've been a Baptist for the Southern Baptist for the last 27 years, uh, and being an adult Sunday school director, I find uh, that pastors um, are, if the particular church I go to, is that what I call the Sunday school role, I find people have been moved away for uh, several years, or they've moved their letter of membership, but yet the church refuses to take them off the, uh, the role. So and, and getting back to your question of the roles being inflated, I like to uh, hang up and hear your comments on that. When we're looking for integrity, it seems like it needs to be at, coming from the top in regards to the pastor's role as the uh, the leader of the church. 
Yeah, Kyle, that's a good observation. And certainly it is uh, the pastor's responsibility to lead, and this is a, a very vital area. Uh, I am a pastor, and I'm much more sympathetic to pastors now than I was before I became one. And so <laughs> I understand some of the pressures pastors labor under and where uh, faithful church members can rally around their pastor and say, Brother, we want to support you in doing what's right, but study this, let's see what the Bible says, and we want to do what honors God in his Bible, regardless of whether that puts us countercultural in the evangelical world or not. That kind of support will encourage and strengthen a pastor's hand to, to proceed down what's probably for him very uh, uncertain and uncharted waters because he's never seen it. And you're right, there needs to be a process in a church of removing members, of those who do not come. If, if people move away in six months, our, our own church has this built in where when someone moves away, according to our covenant commitments we take, they are obligated to seek to join with another church of like faith and order as soon as possible. No kidding. How do you follow up on that? Well, we stay in touch with them by phone, uh, by by letters, email today. It's very easy to do. And our church, our, our leadership helps people. We've got two families moving away right now, and we help them to find churches before they leave when they're moving. And if we can't find one that we can recommend beforehand by phone calls and emails and contacts, then once they get there, like the family right now that's moving to a little place in Tennessee, once they get there, they've identified 25 Baptist churches in the area, and they will call those pastors and interview and, and uh, try to find out about hmm. the churches. And then they've asked me if I would be willing to talk to the pastor of those churches as well and just find out about them to, to help them make a decision of where they should uh, join and, and take their membership. Dr. Askell, we've got other callers okay. on the line and just want to invite others to call in at 1-800-881-9270, 1-800-881-9270. We're on the line with Dr. Tom Askell, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida, talking about integrity and in church membership and we have Craig from Dallas who has a question. Craig. Uh, actually, it was a comment, Dr. Askell. This is good stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a director of evangelism and church planning. I'm a Southern Baptist minister at a uh, Presbyterian church, influential one in Dallas. And mm -hmm. we look at these issues all the time. And, uh, you know, when you look at the social indicators, it, they, they suggest that two to three, it's actually every church attender attends at least two or three times a month. And because that is a socially desirable behavior, uh, sociologists suggest that's skewed upwards in the first place. And, and the biblical model is the believers coming together on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Acts 2, 42 through 47, they, uh, the church comes together, uh, temple courts and, and houses daily, uh, Hebrews 3, continue to meet together while it is called today, um, Hebrews 10, do it all the more as you see the day approaching. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple uh, examples uh, uh, in the Bible, also in modern-day church, uh, church planting movements like in China and other places. Uh, the believers come together frequently and that's a major issue we're really dealing with is the North American culture. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's part of the problem is that uh, conservative and evangelical Christianity is, has become chic, and so um, it becomes more cultural than um, biblical at many points. I've said more than once that the main problem with American Christianity is it's more American than Christian. And we've got to guard against that. <laughs> Dr. Askell, uh, just to pick up on something that Craig was talking about, when it comes to meeting together as a church, 
Uh, we have an, e- an email comment here. Uh, just how many times do you think a person has to attend church in a month to be a legitimate member? Uh, well, I, you know, think, how often does it have to be? I think that's a local church issue. I mean, there's nothing in the Bible that says you've got to meet at 10 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Sundays. But whenever a local body of believers agrees and covenants together, this is when we will gather to worship, to study, to pray then the believers in that church need to be faithful to those meetings, understanding that you know, providential things happen. You've got to work, or people get sick, or whatever. Those things happen, but those are the exceptions. And it's, it's more the mentality and understanding of what it means to follow Christ together. Hmm. We're covenanting together to live this way. And so I, I, it could vary from church to church. Some churches I know meet four times on Sunday. And uh, their members are encouraged to be there all four times. And we don't do that, and I don't know many churches that do that. But whatever a church agrees to do, that's what they need to be faithful in pursuing. We're talking to Dr. Tom Askell, the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida, talking about integrity and church membership. Give us a call at 1-800-881-9270, 1-800-881-9270. And Mark, I believe you have a question. Yeah, uh, Tom, I think I, I want to go back to one of the things that you said earlier. You mentioned the word covenant a couple of times, this promise that believers uh, have come together and agreed that they are going to join themselves as the body of Christ to uh, serve as a local outreach uh, a local community that Christ established, that Christ himself died for, that Christ promised the gates of hell would not prevail against. Can you talk with us? You you, you mentioned this covenant uh, time in, time out, and then uh, you say earlier that when your church members move away, you take uh, the time uh, as a shepherd or as a leader of uh, those people as they geographically get out of reach. You said you're calling these pastors. Uh, well, I think maybe some of our listeners may be thinking, well, that, that sounds great for a guy who's pastoring 250 or 300. Mm-hmm. What do we do uh, if I'm at a church where there are thousands of people? Uh, my pastor doesn't have time to make that phone call. Yeah, well, um, in churches of, of that size, um, there's all kind of organizational challenges that have to be met for other concerns. And I would think those organizational structures could be employed to do this as well. I mean, it comes down to shepherding the flock of God. Okay. And that is what uh, pastors, overseers, and bishops are to do. And um, No matter what the size of the—so it sounds like you're saying no matter what the size of the church is, the pastors are called to shepherd the ab- flock of God. Absolutely. And you know, we're to care for the flock. I mean, okay. obviously, we, we fail in many ways in that, but we're always to be committed to it. And whenever someone's moving away, I see that as a tremendous responsibility to try to help them find a church where they're going. In fact, we encourage our folks not to move where there's not a church. I I tell people that not just in our church, but across the board. And uh, There's no job that's more important than the vitality of your spiritual life and that of your family. And uh, if, if men would take that more seriously, they wouldn't take some jobs that will lead them to spiritual wastelands where there's no church or they would be committed to going and moving to places where they could plant churches. So that's a serious, uh, vitally serious issue. Okay. Well, I tell you what, the lines are buzzing. People are calling in. They're they're, uh, involved. They want to find out what they need to be doing. And uh, I think they're concerned. They hear this question. They see this resolution that you're going to be bringing at uh, the Southern Baptist Convention in San Antonio, Texas, here in just a week and a half. Uh, Callers, if you're listening, you're driving home, you want to know... Uh, what this issue is and why it is impacting you, 
call us, 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. Dr. Askell, you'll be staying with us. And when we come back, we'll have Dr. Jerry Johnson chime in on this issue of church membership and integrity among Christians. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here are today's hosts, Denny Burke and Mark Overstreet. Welcome back to the program. This is Denny Burke. I was in the captain's chair, but now the captain's back. <laughs> Dr. Johnson is in the studio with us, and he's going to be talking and offering some remarks on our topic for today. And we are on the line still with Dr. Tom Askell, the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. And we're talking about integrity and church membership, and we still want to hear from you. The number is 1-800-881-9270, 1-800-881-9270. And the, the lines are jammed right now, so all of you that are, that are on hold, just hang tight. We'll be right there with you, and we'll be talking with Dr. Askell. But first, Dr. Johnson. Well, thank you, Denny. You know, one of, we're talking about the Southern Baptist Convention particularly, but it's, it's, um, it's happening all over evangelical America. Uh, but the largest so-called Protestant denomination in America, uh, boasting of 16 million members sometimes. And I want us to think about the most famous Southern Baptist, and that is Billy Graham. Today, President George Bush was on hand for the dedication of the Billy Graham Library in Charlotte. Here's what President Bush said about Billy Graham being a national treasure. We gather to celebrate the life and the accomplishments of a man who I do believe is America's pastor. That's former President George Bush. George Bush the first, that is. And he got a little emotional as he talked about Billy Graham. The preacher, the humble farmer's son who helped change the world, is a spiritual gift to all of us. And uh, folks might want to know that our current president, George Bush, credits Billy Graham with his own conversion in uh, a, a seaside walk that they had up at Kennebunkport, Maine. And I think that may be what the president, former president, was thinking about. And here's what Billy Graham had to say about the museum. My one comment when I toured it was, there's too much Billy Graham. You know, my whole life has been to please the Lord and to honor Jesus. Mm. To honor Jesus. And, of course, that's what the church is supposed to be about. But I want to make an important point related to the whole theme of this show, and that's this. I think sometimes we have confused crusade with church. Crusade with church. Crusade is about the, um, the getting the large crowds and counting everybody that's there. And um, it's, it, there's kind of an openness and an entertainment factor and uh, we're, we're dumbing down the gospel to the simplest terms many times. And, and there is a time for crusade. But uh, Sunday morning isn't crusade. That's church. That's the body of Christ. And so I am for what Billy Graham has done over the years. I think that is so important to, to preach the gospel to as many people as possible. But the local church, 
the body of Christ is about who's there on Sunday morning. It's not about the largest number we can concoct, whoever's been here, whoever identified with us once, whoever was baptized. The New Testament church in the Bible is about the people who are attending, the people who are worshiping, the people who are serving, the people who are being discipled. Uh, The New Testament knows nothing of something called a role. Where is that in the New Testament, a role? And so perhaps... uh, Maybe instead of purging the roles, we just get rid of the roles. And and if we don't know the people who are coming every Sunday, and uh, they're not there, they're not serving, they're not giving, they're not going. Uh, they're in the New Testament sense, they wouldn't be a part of the of the recognized church there. So I want to commend uh, Brother Tom for this resolution. I think Southern Baptists ought to go for this. Uh, again, resolutions are not binding, but it's a call to repentance. I like the tone of this. Let's all get right with God and say, look, let's not brag about these numbers. This is not a New Testament way to talk about the size or the strength of our churches. I can't believe churches who say they have 20,000 people of members, they have 10,000 people there. They got three or 4,000 people showing up on Sunday morning, maybe uh, 500 on Sunday night and 50 on Wednesday. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's great. Boy, I tell you what, Dr. Johnson, uh, we've got Dr. Askell here on the line, and uh, his resolution is filled with language of repentance and, and failure. And uh, we've got callers calling in, and I, I really feel like this is an issue of spiritual import. We have got to get our souls uh, on their knees, and we need to admit together that this is an issue that the Bible speaks very fervently about. Denny? Yes, we do have callers on the line, and we're here with Dr. Tom Askell, the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida, and Dr. Johnson has just come into the studio, so if you've got a question, give us a call, 1-800-881-9270. Nancy is on the line now from Duncanville. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I just wanted to make a comment. I don't have a question, just a comment. Uh, I belonged to a small church for several years. I taught a, an adult Sunday school class for those years, and something hurtful happened in the church one day, something I overheard someone say. It upset me. I left with an anxiety attack, and mm. I could not go back. No one ever, ever came to find out mm. why. And I just want to say, I hope, that the churches will will take note and know that there are people out there like me that are hurting, that yeah. are just waiting yeah, to go yeah. back to church. Well, you know, and, and Dr. Askell, you know, I've uh, heard you and I heard other pastors address this before. This is really a pastoral issue, is it not? Yeah, it, it certainly is. And uh, what Nancy's described uh, tragically happens too often. And and yet Jesus acknowledged them. I mean, Jesus knew there would be problems in churches. He told us how to handle problems in churches, and that's Matthew eighteen fifteen through 18. The, the New Testament letters to local churches are filled with instructions to address problems. Every church is going to have problems, but problems are not what do in a church. It's how those problems are handled that will determine whether or not the church thrives and maintains spiritual health and growth. And in a situation like Nancy's, that there's a, a mutual obligation. I mean, Nancy, you, you have a responsibility to go to the one that uh, has offended you and to lovingly lay that out and to seek reconciliation. And the one who has offended uh, or those who've noticed that you've drifted away have the responsibility to come after you and to just say, Sister, what's going on? Can we help here? Where these kinds of loving relationships are being cultivated and being pursued, the gospel is put on display. Because the world doesn't live this way. 
But because of what Jesus has done for us and how he has taken all of our sin upon himself, shed his blood for our sin on the cross, we are free to live in repentance and faith. We can admit our sins because Christ has already bled for our sins. And we can trust him because of what he has done there and has been raised from the dead. And we know that God has accepted us for Christ's sake. So the gospel sets us free to pursue those kinds of loving, meaningful relationships in the body of Christ. Well, you know, I think about just Jesus' words when he said, by this all men will know that you're my disciples. Mm -hmm. If you love one another, it's our main evangelistic strategy that we're loving one another. And if we're just, you know, because we're complacent or sinfully just don't care, we're just letting people fall through the cracks. Well, our whole witness is compromised. It, Whether, that's true. So, that's you, very true. so for me, and I know you feel this way, and everyone actually around the table in the studio feels this way, this is of vital importance to the health of the church and to the, the gospel in, in this country. Well, we're talking to Dr. Tom Askell, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Curl, Florida, about integrity and church membership. We want to hear from you. The number is 800-881-9270. We have another caller on the line. John from Louisville. John, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've never heard it presented um, or really brought up that the church is uh, uh, sinning uh, with this, but I have to agree. Uh, the book of Psalms talks about the shepherds going after the sheep if they go astray, and I've been victim of uh, the church or people, the pastor not doing that. And if we're not... Um, going after the ones that aren't coming to the church instead of trying to worry about, well, how are we going to get new people to come to church because your numbers are down, then the people that aren't going aren't on their knees and aren't praying, and no wonder we don't have people going to the polls to vote for things that are right and moral. John, thank you so much for that. And Dr. Askell, you know, as John was talking, I was thinking about uh, 1 Corinthians 5, mm-hmm. when uh, there was actually a person caught in sin in the church. A, a guy was well, sleeping with his stepmother, and Paul doesn't come to the pastors, but he comes to the church. That's right. And, of course, as Baptists, we have fought for this throughout our history. As we recognize that the authority of Christ in the church belongs to the collective membership. It doesn't lay in the hands of the deacons or the pastors or any structure of leadership. They are to lead, certainly. They wield authority, yes. But the final court of appeal is the local church. You see the same thing in Galatians. When Paul's addressing the heretical teaching of the Judaizers coming among those churches, he rebukes not the elders, not the deacons, he rebukes the church, the congregation. So each member in a local church bears an incredible responsibility to take seriously this call to follow Christ faithfully, to believe the gospel, to live according to the gospel, and to serve one another in the love that Jesus admonishes us to have. Tom, this is Jerry Johnson. You know, I've had opportunities, you probably have to minister overseas, uh, some in Europe, uh, Eastern Europe, some in England. And one of the things I see in all of our Baptist churches over there is you might have a church with 100 members over there, but you'll have two or 300 people attending on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. All of the members are there, and then there are a lot of non-members that are attending and worshiping. Maybe they're faithful in attendance, right. but we have the reverse of that over here in the United States. We've got, uh, you know... 
churches with a thousand on the roll, two or three hundred showing up, five hundred showing up. And I guess this question of going after the errant ones, I, I know a pastor in Oklahoma, if uh, if a deacon wasn't in church on Sunday morning, he would call them that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would call them to see where they were. They knew that. That made a difference. But if half of your people aren't coming anyway, uh, it's very hard then to really engage in church discipline. Uh, when you notice somebody's gone, well, half of the folks are gone. So, right. I, you know, reaching out then is almost practically impossible if we're going to maintain these bogus church roles. So we're out of time in this segment. We hope you can hold over and respond to that if you can, Tom. Okay. Sure. I'd like you to think about that. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Dr. Denny Burke, Dr. Mark Overstreet. We're talking about... Your church members, where are the members of your local church? Where are they now? And should your church claim them if they haven't been there in the last five, ten years? We'll talk about it more when we come back. Satan has taken away our families with work, divorce, and distractions away from God's plan. Unless the Lord builds the house... It's builders labor in vain. But we're taking them back. June is taking back the family month. And with that, join us for a special town hall meeting Wednesday, June 6th. Live from Lamar Baptist Church in Arlington, we review the problems, but we'll give you the answers you can use from the creator of the family. God must come first. A panel of experts and input from you. And it's going to take hard work to produce fruit in your family, but it'll be worth every sacrifice and every effort. Taking Back the Family, a town hall meeting June 6th, 5 to 7 p.m. You don't have to kill yourself and sacrifice your marriage and sacrifice your family to have a great home. On CRN, the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, we're talking about taking back the church. Next week we'll be talking about taking back the family. And I want to invite you to our town hall meeting on June 6 at Lamar Baptist Church. If you can't be there, you can listen in. We'll be doing a two-hour Jerry Johnson Live next Friday night, June 6. But we are talking about taking back the church today, the real church. And that is the folks that are there, that are worshiping, that are serving, that are giving, that are going. And uh, on the line with us, we've got Dr. Tom Askell. He's the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. Tom, I notice that you're kind of uh, going against the trend here. Your church, tell us about the membership versus the attendance. Yeah, Dr. Johnson, we have uh, about 240 members right now, and uh, we have some that are in the process of unfortunately being dealt with to remove them, and we have some new members that are in process as well. But we have between 350 to 400 that regularly come, in our uh, Sunday morning gatherings, and we'll have a pretty significant percentage of that on Sunday nights and then a little less than that on Wednesday nights as well. So we do buck the trend, and it's been intentional. We've, we've done that over a period of number of years, trying to teach what a church is, how membership is to be handled in a church, and we practice maybe what could be called front-door discipline. So we don't accept members just because they want to join. If someone wants to join, they sit down and interview with our leaders 
and we listen for a testimony of faith in Christ, and we've had some great evangelistic opportunities in those meetings because people didn't know Christ when they came to that point. And uh, then upon their profession of faith and their signing our church covenant, agreeing to live together with us as we have all agreed to do, we recommend them to the church. The church then votes to receive them in. So they come in with an understanding of a high commitment of what it means to be a member of Grace Baptist Church. And, and that helps us then in the process of trying to maintain these uh, commitments that we've all shared together. That's Dr. Tom Askell, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. Dr. Askell, thank you for being with us today, and we hope to have you back soon on the program. Well, thank you. All right, folks, what do you think about that? Uh, let me make a correction. I said that was Friday night, the Taking Back the Family Town Hall. It's Wednesday night, June 6th. Wednesday night, June 6th. It'll be a two-hour Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be at Lamar Baptist Church, and I, I really hope that you can join us for that. I want to just mention, Dr. Burke, one thing that we did at my church in Colorado. We had shifted to a point in the invitation. We still gave an evangelistic invitation because we want to stress uh, that Christ calls people mm-hmm. to publicly respond to him. But one of the things we did, instead of presenting them at that moment to be voted into the membership, we presented them and we celebrated the decision they were candidates for membership. We presented them as candidates for membership, and then we had time afterwards to um, hear their testimony, if necessary, in front of a group, if necessary, vote them in at the business meeting. And we'd gone to that model where we would vote them in at a business conference rather than you know, the worship service on Sunday morning. So celebrating that public decision as a candidate for membership. And I think that's a possible solution for the front door kind of discipline yeah, right. that Dr. Askell was talking about. Well, you hear a lot of churches are actually going to this now that sort of the front door approach is, is not voting on people right at the right when they first come up to the front, but to actually spend some time with them. Perhaps they a lot of churches are putting in membership classes now, which is also another good thing. And we do have callers on the line. We have Michael in Midlothian. Michael, welcome to the program. How's it going? Thank you. Uh, good. Well, I just had a comment The uh, as far as the lady that called a little while ago. She says her, she got her feelings hurt real bad, and, and she didn't go back. And, you know, the, the main thing with a church membership is, is we know that the church is full of wheat and tares right now, and, and God's going to separate them eventually. But, you know, Jesus, to the, to the lady that, you know, I've had my feelings hurt in the past. I'm sure you have, too. You have to pick up your cross and, and follow him, you know, and, and uh, Jesus never did anything to hurt anybody. All he did You know, Michael, uh, that's right. That's a good point. You know, you cannot read the New Testament, the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, without saying that there are all kinds of personality struggles in that church. And Paul said, you know, one says, I'm of Apollos, another says, I'm of... Paul or Peter or somebody like that, and he says, you know, um, he just calls him to repent and to be for Jesus, and um, we've got to we've got to work through these difficulties. And you know, another point, Doctor Burke, you're a New Testament scholar. Um, in the New Testament, you couldn't leave a church unless you were willing to move to another town. Right. You couldn't <laughs> shift your membership. There was only one church in Corinth, in Ephesus. And uh, in Philippi. And so I think today we just think the solution is, oh, if I'm upset or I don't like it here, I can just shift my membership over to another church. Well, people, Is that a problem? Well, yeah, people try to do an end run around Matthew 18. Matthew 18 says, if, any, if a brother sins against you, go to him in private. And if he listens to you, 
uh, then great, you know, that, that that's wonderful. You're reconciled. If he doesn't listen, then you go and with a witness and you try to establish these things before two witnesses. If the brother won't listen then and repent, then you take it before the take church. Take it up the line to the but whole church. But you can do an end run around personal rec- reconciliation with your brothers and sisters in Christ by just going to a different church. We had a pact in uh, Aurora, Colorado, where I was a pastor, some of the pastors. We said, let's quit uh, sending the the recalcitrant members over to each other. Let's make sure we call each other and say, what's going on with this guy that's moving from your church over to mine? Let's find out what the issue is. Yeah, I think that's good. And this comes back right there to the issue of the covenant, this covenant that we take with one another, a pact that we will be the spotless bride of Christ. Ephesians 5 is very clear. Paul's teaching to the church at Ephesus. He says that we are, we are to present ourselves as the spotless bride of Christ, without a wrinkle, without a spot, and uh, the Lord is going to present uh, us one day before the Lord with all of his glory on us, and it's it's our job here on earth to try to do that. This is what our covenant is with one another. Yeah, and you can just do a study of the one another's in Scripture. I mean, the assumption of Scripture in the New Testament is that you're not doing this Lone Ranger Christianity thing. You are a part of a body, and in particular, a local body, and to that body you have responsibilities and obligations under Christ, because he intends that. Well, there are a lot of people out there, and I've talked to some, and maybe you're listening today, and you'd say, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. I'm going to be a Christian, but I'm not going to be in the church. And I'm going to tell you today, you need to repent. And I say that with a smile and a burdened heart, because Acts 20, 28 says this, Feed the church of God, over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, which he has purchased with his own blood. Mm. Um, Christ loved the church and gave himself for, Ephesians 5. So Jesus loved the church. Jesus died for the church. And if you follow Jesus as Lord, you must love the church and be willing to give yourself for the church if you're going to be one of Christ's followers. And so the church is the body of Christ. The hand is important. The foot is important. The uh, side is important. The leg is important. All parts of the body of Christ are important. We need to find our place, take our place, show up, pay up, speak up, Vote up. Do all the things that your church needs you to do to express yourself as the body of Christ. Don't forget, Taking Back the Family, Wednesday night, June 6th, Town Hall, two-hour live, Jerry Johnson Live. Thank you, Dr. Denny Burke, Dr. Mark Overstreet, professors right here at Criswell College. It's Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.